Hey guys, it's Aztec Productions, and this is another episode of Kaiju Conversations. Uh, this is a new episode, and I am always our, is your host, Aztec Productions. Um, I am your co-host, uh, Justice. And I am your co-co-host, ET13 Productions. And I'm Kaiser Organa, the guy behind Project Godzilla TV. He is our special guest today. Project Yay. Godzilla TV, our special guest. <clears throat> so we are going to discuss something that is kind of far from Godzilla today. Uh, we jumbled up a few ideas, and I think we came up with something that is nice and fresh and kaiju-related, but also new. So something that is kind of recent, an American-made kaiju uh, whose franchise is known as Cloverfield. And I myself am not too familiar with Cloverfield. I've only seen uh, Cloverfield and Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, I have not seen, I I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I have not seen Paradox, but uh, I know some of these guys have. So they're going to have a few more things to say than I do. But uh, what we're going to do is we are going to go in order of film and give our quick little thoughts on it. Um, So starting with the first one that started it all, Cloverfield. I did not get the chance to see this in a theater, and I am happy that I didn't get the chance to see this in a theater. Because the the whole shaky cam idea, the whole found footage idea is very unique. And it's something that is very cool for a kaiju film and that is an idea that i that i've actually came up with until i found out about cloverfield is a found footage kind of kaiju movie and cloverfield is a yeah go ahead personally really quick uh whenever i watch a found footage movie watching it in a theater kind of breaks the illusion to me since you're like sitting in a big theater watching it with a bunch of different people like that that should be that like it it's breaks the illusion because it's not something private. Right. That makes sense. Anyway. Plus, plus, yeah. Plus if you have a giant screen in front of you and the cam camera is currently shaking, if I don't remember, that there were some warning signs uh, outside the theater that said caution for Cloverfield. There's like some intense camera shaking. Really? Yeah. My, so it might leave you sick. And I know I some people did that. leave sick. Some people did leave sick out of Cloverfield. I did not so know that's that. That's a shame. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting topic, and it's uh, you know, they, they like you know when you guys went to the theater around uh, yeah, it was Incredibles two, I believe, and they had signs all over the theater that said caution. It's gonna yeah, it had some flashing lights, and it may cause seizures. It's oh, it's kind because of, because of. Because of like the one guy that could hypnotize people, yeah, 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 and it, oh. they had to put warning signs throughout the theater, especially during where you get your tickets from, saying, "Hey, just a caution if you're going to see this. If this happens." And the, so Cloverfield was basically the whole film was filmed like that. So yeah, it might leave you a little sick uh, if you're watching it in a theater, but you know that's I still think it's better to see it, uh, you know, in the comfort of your home where it's more suited that way for a found footage movie like Blair Witch and, you know, all those. But you, you know, it'd be awful. You know, it'd be awful. What? 
a 3D found footage movie. Oh, good lord. That In would IMAX. <laughs> oh my. Jeez. That would that would both break the illusion and make you even more sick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Last found footage movie I knew about was Blair Witch, and I can't imagine seeing that in an IMAX theater. Oh, that would be terrible. I'm, I'm going to be very innocent. That's the only found footage film, I, to my knowledge, that I've watched was Cloverfield. But I never and like I And, like, wait, who said they didn't see it in a the theater? Um, as uh, I, oh, yeah, I never saw it in a theater either. I was still in school at the time and plus i never really watched movies um in theaters a lot until i started working at movie theaters well that's cool i uh, mo- working at a movie theater how was that by the way is that how is it for a job um, i i will be in it yes i and oh and another disclaimer this is it we're gonna call, i guess we're gonna call this one disclaimers galore <laughs> but i digress um another disclaimer um Crap, what was I going to say? Excuse me. <laughs> I already forgot. Um, It was okay. That's all I will say. It was the first job I ever had was working at my local movie theater. That's cool. I mean, I, that's always something I wanted to do. You know, as a first-time job, maybe work at a movie theater, you know. I am I currently trying to... Movie. I am currently trying to get that job. That's cool. You know, I, look, I work at my... Uh, I don't know if I can discuss. I don't know if I can discuss my personal life on here or not. But if I can't, then I won't. Um, as long as it isn't too informative. Details. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Yeah. I'm. Ju- I'm just gonna go ahead and throw out. I work at my local grocery store deli. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Aztec, uh, uh, as you were saying about the first Cloverfield movie. Uh, just basically a great. Uh, it was great, kind of mysterious. I know there was a lot of uh, sudden hints and details and Easter eggs spread around throughout there. I love Agreed. how they made it. Yeah, it, they kind of made it a little mysterious of a, of a film. And when a movie sparks theories, that's how you know it's like very. It's a very mysterious kind of movie. Agree. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the trailer didn't release till two weeks till the movie came out. They were very. J.J. Abrams is really good on keeping everything in-house top secret. Yes, like, he is. The people in the movie yeah. didn't even know they were in Cloverfield. They like they knew when the movie was shown. They mm-hmm. didn't. They when they auditioned, they thought they were for some drama movie. I heard in the uh, commentary for it. Oh, really? Yeah, they they auditioned. Well, even like the, even like the main character, even like the main characters. Yeah, everybody in the movie, T.J. Miller and the other actors and actresses, I can't recall their oh names at the moment. Couldn't he have gotten sued for that though? Uh, no, no. They, they isn't it if they agree with it, then it's okay because they should know by now that they're filming a drama or monster movie during. Well, filming. I mean, because they the kind of went in, with it, didn't they? Yeah, but well, I like, mean that. The, it kind of is a drama movie, in a way. It's just that, like, it's just that it has a mon- it just has a monster in it. Hmm. And it's it the same goes for Infinity War. Nobody knew the actual movie. They all were given fake scripts, except for uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Except for a few. Directors. Yeah, except for a few. Yeah, I was about to say I would I would well the thing about that movie is there's so many different scenes. It's <laughs> I imagine the script is just, oh, 
looking at that script, I imagine it would be so complicated. But yeah. What was it? Well, oh, I was saying how the film, the marketing was also great too. Like, uh, I love the marketing for that movie. Yeah, the marketing for Cloverfield is actually very clever and cool. Like a different, uh, there's like a a slushy company or something. I, there's something related slush to slushy. Slush yeah, slushy. Slush yeah, the slushy. Slush isn't that uh, isn't that in Super Eight? Yeah, it's that's in Super Eight. Right? That's yeah. in Star Trek, Star Trek in the Dark. Any bad robot J.J. Abrams movie has <laughs> Slush Show in it some way, shape, or form. It's like oh, yeah. I didn't know like that. Stan Lee, Stan Lee, and in all the Marvel a, movies. There's a Slush Show uh, reference, and Slush Show has a website, I believe, or had. I don't know if it's still up. Uh, yes, but, I, yeah, they do. Yeah, and it's they had a Cloverfield reference somewhere. I was like. It showed a little animated person saying, oh, Celestial makes, like, my stomach belly pop. And I think it was a reference to the, like, the chick exploding in the first Cloverfield, if you remember that. I think she oh, got yeah. bitten by that's, one of the... That's, yeah. Like you said, Aztec, uh, the marketing for these movies is amazing. The web viral marketing, they do all the little... They go into detail when they try to make this movie. Right. And I, I'll say that one of the best and most like the outrageous ones is for uh Cloverfield Lane but I'll get I'll get to that in a bit and what I mean by that but I think the monster's design overall is very cool and and very creative looks a lot like a spider monkey hybrid kind of thing when I see it and it's uh yeah I like and I like the little creatures too uh the little parasite things, they also look very cool. Now, and the, the only roar and the screech, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the only marketing I knew about that was like really, really, really crazy was uh, the, the first Cloverfield. I didn't even know that the other movies did that. Did yeah, like we'll crazy marketing. The, we'll get to the crazy marketing for uh, Cloverfield Lane in a bit, but um, I, I like the, the roar too. I think it's a very eerie roar when you hear it echo across the city or something. It's uh, and the film, the, the characters are great. T.J. Miller, I, I even forgot. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry You're about good. that. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You, but if I may, uh, are you? Can you guys excuse me for a minute? I gotta, I gotta move some laundry over. Oh, you're good. Uh, oh, sure. It won't take me long. Sorry about that. You're good, but um. Uh, basically the characters are great. Like I said, T.J. Miller, I just forgot he was in that movie in the first place. But um, yeah, it's a great. Uh, it goes from like a normal day to like a very chaotic, uh, a very chaotic uh, night. But if you guys remember the the end credit scene, after credit scene with the voice, and it's all muffled and stuff. And you, you guys heard about that before? Yeah, um, it says uh, we need help. If you reverse it and then forward, it says uh, it's still not down or something like that. It's still no. alive. Oh, back backwards it says it's still alive, and yeah, yeah. forwards it says we need help. And did you guys, um, really quick, did you guys ever notice the uh, the thing that falls out of the squad? Yes. Yeah, the meteor that falls out of the sky at the end. Yes, definitely. What, what was that, by the way? Was is there like speculation think, on what that is? 
Um, it's well, that's the monster landing, for, maybe. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure it's a meteor, and the alien came off of. The, oh no, 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 no! Actually, no, no, no! I'm pretty sure it's a satellite that fell from space, uh, and it's actually so, nothing that has to do with Cloverfield. I'm pretty sure. The the way they explained it was it's a. In the Cloverfield movie itself, they said it's a satellite, like Justice said, uh, that went down and awoke the creature. But that was two weeks prior. Why did it not fight and destroy New York? And then when Cloverfield Lane came out, there were some thoughts that the satellite that fell was actually the satellite that John Goodman's character yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, uh, yeah. he worked and, on uh, it. After seeing the paradox, it... It really makes sense there, but we'll get to that movie a little later on. That that trash movie. But um, we'll, get to, before, we'll get to it before I close. <laughs> a, a couple of cool Easter eggs. The only one I could basically spot, and I was like, it caught me off guard, was uh, when uh, the characters in the helicopter, and then they're going away, they're flying away, and then they see that the monsters hit. And then it, it, it gets back up from the smoke and attacks the helicopter. As it's falling down and the camera's glitching, did you guys catch that little photo King of Kong. 1933 Kong? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's then, also, also Beast from 20,000. Also, I'm back. Uh, hey. Also, there's but, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms that's uh, in there somewhere. And, uh, and them. And... and um, Another Ray Harryhausen movie, the one that has like the octopus. But um, I, I, fun fact that that the puppet for that octopus actually only has six six arms. Tentacles. So they call there's six tentacles. But they call it so they call it the sixtopus. But it I don't recall the it came from beneath the sea still. Was is that, that is that what it's called? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it came beneath the sea. Um, I don't yep. think it. I I'm not for sure if it's uh like a a shot. I think it's like something that's playing on a TV in the background. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. but are you yeah, thinking this... of It, it might have been that movie. The only other one I can think of is, wasn't that in 1998 Godzilla? Like, a b brief, quick clip on the TV? No, I don't, I don't think know. so. Oh, yeah, I remember. Wait, I remember. When those there... guys were looting that store, stealing their, those televisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember oh. seeing it, but SpongeBob was on uh, the TV. And yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That that's one of my. There's something about that scene that's really awesome. Like they're looting the store. It's kind of an apocalypse situation, and then all the people that are looting the store just stop for a moment, and, and they just—it's like look oh, at oh the no, TV. And look up monster. It's the oh crap it. moment when you realize you're not alone in the city. <laughs> It's when you realize um, it was at that moment that know. looters knew they screwed up. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. I was going to say something else, but never mind. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's a. I just thought it was a. It was an overall pretty good film. Uh, the shaky cam was interesting. Good, pretty good concept, but uh, it was a very enjoyable. So, Justice, we're gonna move on to you. What are your thoughts on the original Cloverfield? Basically, everything you've said. Basically, the the same exact thing. Um, there's the, there's only a few things that I would say probably differently, like, uh, I don't know. Well, the one thing that I always felt was really eerie to me in that movie, and uh, it, the first time I saw it, and every single time I see it, uh, it's eerie to me. Whenever the the horse walks by in uh in that one one scene the horse without anybody like behind it i mean uh riding it yeah uh, that was always eerie to me and i always kind of liked that there was nobody in that carriage really no no there was no, no there was no. not there was nobody in the, in that that is that is pretty eerie you yeah. know that just made me think of something now the parasites they killed humans and it was obvious right yeah why did they not kill the horses? Could that be symbolizing that it was man that the monster was after? But I thought they were—I thought they were only like uh, on uh, on on the top of the ground, and then like at, uh, and up. then eventually they start to go below ground into the sewer. Well, I, if, and subway. Yeah. I thought I heard some. I thought I heard read somewhere the the monster was like eating horses through external esophagi or something. Ew. Huh. That's what I don't know. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it was some. Or maybe I'm, I was just seeing things. I don't know. I, it's what I remember reading somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, that's a disturbing image. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I just. Anyways, but uh, basically that's all I would add. What, what Aztec said, but I would say that my favorite part of the movie is probably that shot of the horse going by and how eerie it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, oh no, that's a terrible comparison. Never mind. I was going to make a comparison to something at the top of my head. But it's oh, very... isn't this movie also uh if you are a very sensitive person skip what i am about to say um but anyways Uh i'll give you five seconds one two three four five isn't isn't this uh isn't this movie like kind of supposed to be a allegory for 9-11 uh i i I never thought of it that way no no that's Where, not what I thought. thought when I heard the backstory on the movie. Maybe it was that, like, uh, oh wait, maybe it was like J.J. Abrams thought that this was our version of Fifty Four, and he was yeah, comparing Nine Eleven to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So what that happened? Was he... Yeah, he went to a festival for I think it was Star Trek and Tokyo, I believe that he did. It was a premiere. And this this is how he came up with the idea for it. He went to a uh a a toy store basically, and the rows were filled with Godzilla. 
And then he said to himself, uh, we need an American monster uh, to symbolize America, even though people say King Kong. But, you know, he says, I need to make a, a movie monster that symbolizes America because Japan has Godzilla. Well, technically, so, even then, we have the uh, beast from 20,000 Fathoms. But, but it, And Kong. He already said Kong. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but Kong's not like a monster. He's more of a... He's like Frankenstein. He's misunderstood. The, the Frankenstein monster. The Frankenstein oh. monster is a monster, and he's misunderstood. Like, yeah, and well, that's why it's about Kong, Godzilla. Kong, Kong, yeah. Though not an American Amer- no, America monster, so is Godzilla, technically. But originally, I think that's what he was meaning when he said Japan had Godzilla. Yeah. Well, technically, I think Frankenstein came from Germany. Yeah, the author, yeah. she was from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Anyways, uh, I'll yeah. move on to... I'll let E.T. go ahead and talk about this movie. The first one. Well, since you've all pretty much touched the basis, I'm going to uh, go back to what I was going to say, and then Aztec brought it up. J.J. Abrams said he wanted to make a film to be our Godzilla. That's basically his words. He wanted it to be our Godzilla, a movie monster that we would remember. I don't think they did that very well, considering we've yet to see mm. a true sequel. Like, if they Clover's did, amazing. I think but, the sh- something with the shaky cam kind of affected that. I don't know. That's my opinion. If it was a straight-up film, then I think it would have some impact. But shaky cam gives it less of a recognition. But go ahead. I wouldn't say I agree. this movie is better than 54, but I would say it's good. Oh, no, I don't think it's better I, than 54 at all. Yeah. I I, see, I like the movie. I I think what they set out to do didn't it not tra- it did not translate very well to the final product. It Agreed. It did not become a well-known giant monster movie. I mean, look at it now. We only have one Clover figure, and it's like three hundred bucks. Overpriced. That's, that's Wait, it. Wait, it, it is. It's a great-looking figure, by the way. I've seen it go for more. Oh my god! It's three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's or more? very expensive. Jeez, monster arts. Please. Take uh, I was gonna say I don't know if a monster arts would be possible. <laughs> but, that would uh, cost way too much. Who made that figure, anyways? Hasbro. Uh, was it Hasbro or? McFarlane? I think it was Hasbro. I, it was- I looked it up. I, I was doing I was doing some uh, reading, and I, I just so happened to stumble upon it. Oh, it is Hasbro. How much is? It? Oh, it's huge okay. too. It's a huge yeah. It's figure. like. Yeah, yeah, it's very humongous. How much does that it is go a great figure, but but it is way too expensive. It's not worth that okay. much. Okay, yeah, no, it's I see it go for around two thousand dollars on eBay right now. Jeez, probably mint. You could uh, you could live if that's like a used car. If yeah. if. If King Adora is five hundred dollars, you could literally get four King Adoras for that price. I've seen the Monster Arts Biolante go for a thousand dollars on Amazon. You could get two Biolantes for that price. I hold on. I put it in general. Hold on. I just put a, a few. Oh, 
Well, Jeez. it does have sound effects too. So well, seven ninety nine. Oh, I didn't know that. $800. That's a, that's a little better, I guess. I don't know. But still. I wouldn't pay $800 for a figure. No. <laughs> <This thing>. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, it does come with a pretty cool uh, Statue of Liberty head, some parasites, and interchangeable uh, faces. I will go so ahead and throw a, for, 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 for a car payment. Not even that. Actually, more than that. Way more than that. Oh, it still looks good, though. I'm not gonna lie. It's just too huge. They could make like a down to scale version. I'd like it. With agreed. The same, yeah. You can. Yeah, agreed. Make it fight your Godzillas on your shelf. I guess. Nice yeah. Thing. Yeah, were you guys just talking about like a scale figure, a six inch? Yeah, six inch. Or, uh, nice. What what size are uh, um, NECA's and uh, SH figure arts? Normally around the six or seven inch scale. Yeah, well, I was about to say they're around the same height. If they did a twenty four inch like twenty fourteen Godzilla, that would probably pretty be pretty good. For size comparison. Well, 2014, 2014 slash the what we're getting for 2019. Hmm. I was gonna say, but um, uh, et and I mean et, are you um, do you have anything else you wanted to say? Before, uh, I uh, if I had to pick a scene that was really good. I, I would probably have to go with the Statue of Liberty because that kind of symbolizes, hey, I'm a monster and I'm here to take your freedoms away and make you kind of bow before me if you want to take it from a godlike uh, symbol. Yeah. It was very eerie. I thought that was the most eerie scene out of all. And hearing people screaming as the head, you know, it kind of did its little 360, and then you saw the face towards the camera, and the head was all... I would say that that's the severed. most brutal. That's the most brutal scene, in my opinion. It just gave me chills, because then right after you saw it, uh, completely, right after the head just landed there, you heard people screaming like, oh my god, like uh, like a something that basically symbolizes America has been taken down. And then it's a very disturbing kind of thing to hear people scream about it as it's just there in front of them. I don't know how to describe that scene, but it's it's very cool and eerie, and it's, it's just an awesome scene. Agreed. But, but I, uh, I th- think ahead. that's all I had to say about the movie, really. It's a, it's a fun movie. Uh, of course, you said the shaky camera work, kind of. It takes some elements out, but adds some. So it's a lose lose situation, really. Yeah, it is. I agree. But uh, Project Godzilla TV, what are your thoughts on the first Cloverfield? If you're there, Project Godzilla TV. Oh, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> scrolling through something. <laughs> you're fine. Ah. Uh. Um, honestly, regarding my opinions on Cloverfield, 
there isn't really much to say that hasn't been said. Honestly. You have a, you have a scene in particular that you like? Or... Uh, I'm trying to look back. I don't know. When I first watched it, that scene where... Who's the guy? I can't remember the name of the guy who's holding the camera where he gets eaten. Oh, um, uh, I, I, I don't remember. I can't his remember his name, but I thought that was pretty freaking, pretty freaking cool. I don't know. I just, I thought it was cool when I was younger, when I first saw is it, it. Is it just me, or does that, does that part of the movie, whenever he's like right, whenever the monster is right in front of him, does it feel like the, it's disproportionate from the other scenes to to either well, any of I, you. To be fair, a lot I of movies think. have inaccurate scales of things. Yeah, but this is kind of ridiculous, considering that after or before that scene, he was scaling and almost could reach over a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, There's that's a theory. Yeah, about that how bothered me. There was a theory stating that there's multiple. And I think that could be the case here, because there's no way, because one moment he's reaching a skyscraper, the next moment he's so small he can look at a human and actually take the time out to stop the human. Yeah. And they did say it's basically Gorgo, where it's an infant and yeah. the parents are looking yeah. for it. I know. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I know there was a manga that was essentially a prequel. Yeah, I can't I, remember if it was a prequel or a midquel. Or... No, no, no. It was, it was a se- it was a, oh, it was a sequel? technical sequel. It was a technical sequel, but I don't think it's going to be canon. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably not canon to uh, a thing. But that was a re- <laughs> it was a really weird uh, story, though. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Did did you ever like uh, see or read anything about about it? I'm sorry, you were cutting out on my end. Did did you ever like read or see anything about it to where you could give a description? Because if if you can't, I can. I think I, I've only ever seen pictures of it, like on like when like on the old Godzilla wiki and even on Wikizilla. Okay, well, on, so honestly, from what, I, know, from what I remember of it. Basically, there's this one guy that turns into Cloverfield somehow, mm. and that's like his. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's a really weird. It's a really weird plot, and I I really hope this isn't canon because if it Japanese is, Japanese mangas are weird. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> King um, uh, uh, what what do you say? What did you say? What do you say? Oh, you've That's never the... heard of King Godzilla? Oh, oh no, 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 no! I, I, I just, w- I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, it's uh, Speaking. it's a very strange story, but go on. Uh, basically, this one character, the Cloverfield, is basically his evil personality, and he, it's like a demon inside of him that uh, <laughs> he need, that he needs to overcome. And like, like at the height, <laughs> no, Venom's is not a Venom demon. With he's a, he's just an alien. No, is a Venom's a good guy though. Well, kind of, he? kind of. I don't want to debate this <laughs> for the twentieth okay. time. Go on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Carnage is a villain though. He definitely is. Anyways, okay, okay. I'm uh, yeah, uh, 
basically he it's about a guy that uh turns into Cloverfield at because yes. he's starting to grow up and um uh, uh as he grows up he gets more uh more and more um this not deceitful uh warped because he mm-hmm. because usually as you grow up you get more and more warped but because yeah. but because he has the demon inside of him it that's the cloverfield and literally makes him turn into a cloverfield and uh well that's yeah. uh stupid anyways yes uh, it is stupid <laughs> do you guys want to jump Agreed. into <laughs> cloverfield lane we we went way deep down <laughs> with the first one. Yeah. I I just want to start off really quick with the marketing for Cloverfield actually, Lane. Actually, because... actually, wait. Uh, Project Godzilla TV didn't actually say his favorite scene. We just went on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never hurts to go off off subject. Some well, I don't know. If you go too far off subject, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. We're still on su- su- we were still on subject. We were talking about Cloverfield. Yeah. But go on. Sorry. You're good. If you if you don't recall one, that's fine. Because we just basically we just basically dropped the whole movie. <laughs> how about yeah. how about how about this? Which which scene do you like more? The the uh, Statue of Liberty head rolling scene or the horse walking down the street scene. How about that? Hmm. Hmm. Give me a minute. Uh, I will go ahead and throw out there. I didn't, I will go ahead and throw out there when I first saw like my, on my few viewings of Cloverfield, I did not think much of the horse being drawing the carriage. But now that I think about it, that is pretty eerie, but I, but I digress. I kind of thought I, in terms of which one's my more bleh, in terms of which one I think would be my most favorite one in comparison to the two, I think the whole Statue of Liberty thing would be pretty BA. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So do we go into Cloverfield yes, Lane? Yes, let's go in All right. to Cloverfield Lane now. So How about I, want, we, I wanted to uh, go ahead. I will be right do, back, guys. We're, again. We're starting to uh run low on time. So let's uh, try and give our quick thoughts. Okay, so really quick, I know I mentioned how I thought the marketing for uh, Cloverfield Lane was the most impressive, and I'll just I'll just give this to you immediately. It's just this one little thing they did, and I don't know if you heard of this, but uh, I'll read the article right here. But it was using the GPS coordinates found in the hidden trailer images for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Reddit user blah 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 made his way out. You're good. But uh, Reddit user blah 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 made his way out to the location and found something there. So what it is is there were there was an address I think hidden in the trailer somewhere. Oh, actually, wait. I think I, I think I did hear about this. Yeah, and then someone put it on a GPS and drove there, and there was something dug in the ground, and he had to dig it up, and it was, uh, it says, I found a case filled with survival gear, messages, puzzle pieces, a puzzle piece, and a USB. 
The exact spot was marked with an empty swamp pop uh, Satsuma Phil's fizz bottle on a small mound of fresh dirt. The message apparently from Howard says, listen to, the, listen to these and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's almost right on top of us. You'll need a whole lot more than this uh, kit if you're going to have a chance to make it to the other side. Good luck to us all, friend, and H. So that itself, the fact that they dug something up and then someone went to the address and found it, that is incredible. There's a video, too, of it being dug up, and that is incredible stuff. I am not going to lie. But, um, there, yeah. Uh, people, uh, uh, not people, um, businesses uh, have started to actually do that with their different uh, IPs. I think I know I know one, but uh, I'm kind of on the fence of saying it because because I'm kind of ashamed that I know this. But anyways, it I know Fortnite did this recently. Oh yeah, I heard of this too. It was everywhere yeah. actually. It yeah. was all over the news. Yeah, but because uh, they had like the, different llamas all over the place and uh, yeah, what happened was my. My brother should know this out of all. I remember when he sh- when I showed this to him. Actually, I'm the first one who found out about this. But uh, to promote the game, basically what was going on was everything was had to do with teleportation. So some stuff from the game teleported into our world, and it was some very vintage like cars from the game, stuff that was out in the middle of nowhere. So I can see I see that's a great example of how some, how marketing can be really impressive. So yeah, that that's a very cool thing to do. But um, personally, go ahead. Personally, I don't like Fortnite, but I have to admit they have pretty good marketing. Yeah, so I'll I'll say the same. It's like it was everywhere. I remember it being on trending on YouTube. It was yeah. on. It was a Google search trend. It was everywhere. I've it seen merchandise really at Walmart. Plus, yeah, their it's, it's most big. recent like Christmas trailer that uh. That was a lot like the a uh, a uh, what, what what's the name of the uh, people who made like Rudolph the Red Nose Rankin Bass Rankin Bass and it kind of simulate uh, it was kind of similar to that. I have to admit, yeah. I kind of I kind of did enjoy watching that trailer. But besides yeah. that, we'll get off Fortnite now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, quick sad. thoughts on quick thoughts on that movie. Um, I thought the the very beginning and the middle were good. I thought uh, John Goodman's character, uh, he switched roles to, uh, a lot. His personality switched, and that's an example of very good acting. I thought that uh, at times you're kind of like, oh, that's, very, uh, that's a very generous thing to do. And at other times he's like, this guy is crazy. I'm happy that blah, 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 this happened. By the way, there's going to be spoilers in this for sure. Oh yeah, um, I've already read. I've already. I, once again, disclaimer: I have not seen Cloverfield Paradox or Ten Cloverfield Lane. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out to the people listening, even though it's just, just, uh, it, just it's saying so, the just, title. Aztec, just saying the title and uh, uh, yeah, put something okay. at the beginning. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I. I but I. I did read up about both of them. So. Yeah, there. I thought Cloverfield Lane was an all right film. I wasn't all that hyped for it, or I didn't see it in theaters either. 
Uh, I just saw it at home, but um, it was a. Uh, I thought the film was pretty entertaining, and I thought it was also eerie at times. Like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's there was three people in that bunker. What uh, when the one guy was shot, and I think his body was put in a tub of acid. If I'm not correct, yeah, that that yeah, that, that part always. Uh, is that part is eerie to me. Yeah, that is by far the most eerie part of the film. Or the lady that was outside I was trying to get in and she was like screaming to get in, stuff like that. And that's again aliens... I would say that's the most brutal part of the movie. Yeah. And the aliens Realist know... realistic brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Justice you have your thoughts about the aliens in the film. Yes, I do. Crashes, but I I think I, I didn't mind the aliens. Uh, I thought it was a, it made the film a little more, not more sci-fi, but like it gave you a bigger reason to want to stay inside a house that there are these people. And it wasn't like all the alien, the the creature itself didn't look all that bad to me, even though you rarely see what it looks like. It's uh, it gave you a, a reason to like, it's, it's like when, when the lady escapes, right? She escapes and she's free, but, you know, it's not over yet because outside, there's a reason to stay inside. You think it's over? Oh, no, you went outside. Now there's this going on. And I thought that the, I just, like I said, I didn't mind it at all that much. I just, I just thought it made, it it didn't make the film better. It just added a little more sci-fi aspects to it and make, made it connect to Cloverfield a little more. But whether that is a legit sequel to Cloverfield, I, I don't know. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Cloverfield Lane. But uh, um, justice. My thoughts on the movie: I like it up until the ending. Personally, I I kind of felt like the ending was tacked on. Yeah, with I, the I aliens, I can see there was it fell apart. there was there was only one one part in the movie that was actually hinting towards the ending but besides that there's it literally feels tacked on and uh, I remember there was this one uh, this one um, uh, quote from John Goodman's character where he says something like "Uh, space alien uh, who knows what's out there and uh, killing us Nuclear warfare, uh, blah blah blah, uh, alien worm mutant creatures, and at the end of the movie, there's an alien that looks like a worm. Well, he did work yeah. at NASA, so he probably knew that's why he built the bunker. Yeah, I just drove him insane, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, I just thought I also thought his performance was pretty good. I I thought he was pretty intimidating in that movie. Agreed. Yeah, he he was really intimidating. That's some good acting right there by John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, but, I I really yeah. like I really like uh, actually actually I think everybody's performance in this movie was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Who was is uh was there actually like a specific actor? For the lady that was behind the door, I think there it was. Uh, I forgot who it was though, but I remember that was a big talk. Because um, the lady behind the door, uh, um, she had a pretty good 
performance uh, with her just scrambling, um, the doing whatever it'll take to get in there. I thought she did a really good job at that. However, I got to admit, it was pretty stupid, the fact that she was able to crack the window on that door. Yeah. Because, because isn't that supposed to be like a bra- brom- bomb-proof door? I know there's two doors, but still. I don't yeah, remember her cracking tell. it. I thought I, she did. I, I remember her. I remember her crack. I think I remember her cracking it or doing I some damage her, to the window. I know uh, that she. This is a little sensitive, but it is kind of what happened in the movie. But her head did start to bleed. I remember that. No, I, her face was like all busted. Her face was like had scratches. People say it was like gas, maybe I forgot. Green gas. I heard something about there was something outside that was kind of making her look. Oh yeah, way. yeah. That uh, there was a gas outside that the aliens were releasing that were that would. Uh, oh my god! Uh, I'm looking at you the to, image now. Cause you to decay. Yeah, I see. Like one half of her face is just completely dead. That is disturbing, actually. Oh my god! But anyways, um. Uh, Jess, is, is there anything else? Like, quick opinions? Uh, um, basically, the great movie, except for personally, don't, I don't really like the... Per, personally, I think it is tacked on ending. And uh, ET13 Productions, uh, thoughts on Ben Cloverfield Lane. Well, I... I will be right back now, again. Alright, go ahead. The monster, like, I love the original Cloverfield because I'm a kaiju fan. I like it. But, uh, mm. I don't... <laughs> the movie is really good. Like, the suspense, I didn't... The one part that I really found amazing was the shot where Howard shot, uh, I want to say his name was Eric, but I don't remember. The dude with the cast on his arm. When he shot him... What was his name? I'm looking it up right now. I remember remember reading it. But uh, until we can find it, uh, like, that... Emmett. Shocked me. Emmett. Emmett, yes. When Howard shot Emmett, I... You knew he was going to die, but the way they did it, it's like all the stuff. Yeah, it's like like up until that point, you're not completely sure if, uh, uh, what's the actor's name? John Goodman. John Goodman's character is actually insane until he shoots him, and then you're like, oh no, I'm talking to. He's like, oh no, I'm. We're with a mad person. She's. She is like. She slash us, the audience, is like, oh no, we're with a mad person. But uh, when that happens, it's like all this suspense was built up, and then it was dropped immediately, and then pow. Literally a boot, and then you're like, oh my god, this just happens. And uh, the one thing I can compare this movie to its prior uh, movie is uh, if you do watch it, it is 
in a first person point of view. It's in her point of view. It's not it's not a found footage, but it is in a it's filmed in a way where you only know what she knows. Yeah, I, I would say that. It's not first person, like literal. It's first person. It, it, um, I guess you would say third person. Third person limited is what you, I guess you would call this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it like that. But, uh, et, did, was that you sharing your thoughts, or do you, or do you want to? Do you want to share some more about what you think of the film? I'm trying to think of uh, any more thoughts, but I like we said, the casting was great. John Goodman did amazing. Yes. And looking at his filmography, he doesn't have a whole lot of bad guy, very interesting characters. Like Yeah, it's mostly protagonists. Yeah, and then here you have him. And you think, oh, he's a good guy, and then, oh, he might be a bad guy, and then, oh my god, he's insane. Kill him. Well, not exactly. It's not always protagonist for John Goodman. It's usually, like, he he's mostly, like, a side character. Yeah, but this one, he was full-on antagonist. But yes. it was like the movie Split, in that he had multiple personalities, and you didn't know... Which one was good, which one was bad, until it showed himself. That's kind of what uh, John Goodman was. He showed his good side, he showed his mysterious side, his bad side, and by the end, you're like, I want him gone. I can't wait for her to get out of there. It was a very good suspense buildup. And then you have this action scene, and it's like the original Alien, where the ending sequence, it's all in this little spaceship. There's no going out or away from it. And then Ripley, of course, spoilers for Alien, but it's been out for 40 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ripley finds a way to get the alien out, except the roles are switched. She finds a way to get out from the alien, and then, of course, blows up the bunker, but still, like, the feeling of claustrophobia could disturb some people and it does bring good suspense so i would definitely say this is quality wise it's the best cloverfield we have hmm. and like i said the scene that i would choose is definitely the scene where howard shoots emmett all right so Project Godzilla TV. Oh, you haven't you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, but when, like I said, when I was working in at my local theater, I did see bits and pieces of it. So I don't know the plot, but I just read up about it, and so I know what happens pretty much. So don't worry about it being spoiled to me. Um, but I will go ahead and say the most memorable scene to me, which you get, which I'm hearing you guys say is the worst scene, was seeing that. Sp- that's the only thing that sticks out in my head is the is the spaceship in this in the in the flat with the lightning flashing behind it in the clouds that's the only memorable thing i can remember from it honestly (laughs) and it's funny and i've never actually fully watched it i i didn't mind the aliens i thought the aliens was yeah i was i was about to say they 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 liked it i don't i personally don't like it but yeah 
I just thought, but that's yeah. just my personal opinion. I'm not like, ooh, you guys like it. Oh, why you guys <laughs> are idiots? Nah. But, um, you, should we jump to the next one? You guys okay? With that? Well, I guess. I mean, do we have to? I'd like to forget yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, I'm interested to hear, but um, the third one, of course, and uh, I guess. Uh, I, all right, when I heard about Paradox, this was. I, I didn't know about it at first. This is how I found out about it. I was uh, watching the Super Bowl, and then the uh, a trailer came on, and then I heard what sounded a lot like the Cloverfield, where I'm like, oh, my God, it's a new uh, Cloverfield movie. And then we get uh, some scenes that, uh, like, when it started off, I was like, wow, this is cool. Uh, new Cloverfield movie, and then I see that it's not shaky cam. It looks like. It's going to take some scenes are going to take place in the first one. Uh, and then we cut to a spaceship and then I see a severed hand crawling on its own. I don't know. I was completely confused with what I was seeing. And then to throw me off even more, it said uh, coming out tomorrow on Netflix. And I was like, wait, you just announced a film on the Super Bowl and now you're going to release it the very next day. So I was like, okay. I didn't have Netflix at the time, so I didn't see it. But I, of course, heard all the talk about it was the last shot, I believe, of the film, which is what I hear it dubbed being the Mama Cloverfield. And I don't know if that's what it's called, but all I, all, I remember going on YouTube looking it up. Even though it didn't have the best special effects, it was, it, it was a Cloverfield that looked spot on to the first one. And it, its head was like above the clouds. It was huge. Mm. But that's... All I remember uh, seeing from Cloverfield Paradox, and I'd love to hear what uh, Justice ET. I don't know. I'd love to hear what you guys thought about it because I think Project Godzilla TV hasn't seen it either. So that's yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one either. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to hear you guys. Yeah, what you guys think? Because I think we're very curious. So can can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I go? Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's good. good. Woo, boy. This movie. This movie. This movie is awful. Awful. Okay. It's awful. Alrighty. Personally, it's awful. I think it's awful. What I, what I don't like about it so much is... The fact that it doesn't follow any rules. Because you can have weird timeline altering alternate universe movies if it makes sense. But in this movie, it doesn't make any sense. Because there will be just people who are working on stuff with like a, a tool or something. And their hand will go through a wall for no reason. And it'll just vanish. And then, it, as Aztec mm-hmm. said before, it'll just wind, show up randomly out of nowhere, crawling on the floor. And they, there will be no explanation for it. 
does it in any way connect to the first Cloverfield at all? Does it make some make some sense out of the first Cloverfield? What? The movie? The Cloverfield, yeah, Cloverfield Paradox. It has some things that give further explanation. Wait, have you not seen it? I have not seen it, no. I just, oh, I thought, I, I thought you have. No, no, those are from memories of what I've seen of the trailer when it, when it premiered on the Super Bowl. Okay, so basically this movie is about a space station that is trying to make a source of unlimited energy. But, mm-hmm. and somehow they're able to do it. But whenever they do do it, somehow mm-hmm. it makes it to where they go to a different uni- a different universe. Okay. And, yeah. And in this universe, uh, everyone is dead. De- de- everyone is dying. It's, oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, no. In... In this universe, uh, it, the space station had fallen out of orbit and landed in the ocean. And uh, I forgot to uh, uh, say this, but also um, on the fr- on the first home planet, the reason why they are doing this space station is because uh, Earth is starting to run out of natural resources. And they're needing to make... Sorry, what? Infinity War. But go on. Huh? Yeah. Natural resources, Infinity War, nobody. Uh, okay. I got you. Oh, oh I, got, I got you now. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, uh... <Wow. laughs> um, sorry. uh... Anyways. Basically, they're running out of resources on Earth. So they're trying to make unlimited energy up in the space station that's orbiting mm-hmm. orbiting the planet. And they achieve it, but whenever they do it, they go into an alternate universe. And in that alternate universe, the space station had fallen out of orbit and yeah. landed in the ocean. And all the, all the members uh, of that space station had died except except for some odd reason one of the one of the um uh, one of the alternate universe people the uh one of the um uh, astronauts uh winds up in their ventilation system or so- something like that and they fish her out and somehow uh she was like in this universe she is the protagonist. She she is the person that took the pronag- protagonist's role, and the protagonist didn't actually go on to the space trip. She had actually been, uh, she had actually stayed home in this alternate universe. And basically, the whole entire movie is about them trying to get back to their their Earth. And the other lady not wanting them to go back because their their Earth is also running out of supply, uh, energy supplies. Um, yeah. I'd love to tell you that I understood that, 
But it's very complicated. Like a very complicated, confusing plot. Okay, it's so very complicated, it confusing plot. I think so. Et has been waiting for this moment for a long time. Yeah, yes, et a very, very long time. <laughs> so basically, in my theory about Final Wars, I said how all the universes got melded together, and this weird thing came out, right? Correct. Yes. Basically, that's what this is, except I believe the planet they're on is the one we see in the original Clover Field, hence why there's the stuff in the front of the trailer, like you said, Aztec. And basically, the melding of all these universes is just screwing everything up. All the things we know as natural becomes unnatural, like you said, like Justice said. Hands going through walls, etc., etc. It's basically just this huge melding of uh, universes colliding together and basically creating an apocalypse. Because each different universe has its apocalyptic events. Like Clover, that's one universe's apocalyptic event. The aliens from Cloverfield Lane, that's another. And who knows how many more there are. That's basically... What he said, except a little simpler, I think. I got an example, but it, it's spoilery. For what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it. It's spoilery for what, though? This movie. Uh, if I said it, then that would re- that would reveal that there's an apocalyptic type of thing in that movie. I I wouldn't care, but by the way, by the way, you guys are talking about this movie, I'm, I'm looks like I'm never gonna check it out ever. No, don't. <laughs> but I'll give my review unless Justice is done saying how horrible it is. Yeah, go ahead. It's awful. Okay, so it's an okay movie. Don't yell you're at wrong. me. Don't don't <laughs> yell at me. It's, no, you, you got go your own opinion. It, go into it like you would be Godzilla Final Wars. Don't look at it as a serious 10 Cloverfield Lane suspenseful all logic movie. If you go in and you're like, it's a movie, uh, it's about connecting all these movies together. And yeah, but Final really... Wars, F- Final Wars actually had good, a- good action. In this one, it just has. It, there's another scene where a guy is like fixing a part of the ship, and then all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, stuff starts getting attracted to a wall, and then a CO2 canister comes out of the wall on the other side of the the ship and lands and explodes. But see, um, that's like I said, it's basically turning all things we know into some weird thing we don't understand. That's kind of the premise of the movie. Forget everything you know, because now it's all been screwed up, basically. But where do they say that in that movie? Uh, they don't. You have to think about it. Because like you said, this makes sense why metals move into a wall. Why did his hand get cut off? Why did he... Why did they find people in walls? Why is there a hand crawling around? Why is there a giant monster? You know, like all this stuff. You just got to think about it. And you're like, this makes no sense. But they say that these universes are colliding and anomalies will happen. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I think that's how they quote it. And that's what you have to think about this movie. All this stuff 
is supposed to make no sense. It's just there to add suspense. Basically, it's taking the kind of sci-fi from the first one in the suspense and uh, enclosure. Uh, you, it's in a small space and uh, from Cloverfield Lane in making this. Cloverfield well, how are you Paradise. supposed to enjoy something if it doesn't follow any sort of logic? That's because it's not supposed to. That was every Showa Godzilla movie ever, by the way. No, Showa Godzilla followed a logic. It followed the fact okay. that it was stupid. Well, not exactly, exactly stupid. It, it was corny, except for 54, a little bit of raids again, and I don't know, uh, some other things. I don't know. But what really quick question was this supposed to be the God Particle movie that everyone yes, was yes it about? was it was it basically this, what happened with the seller happened to Paradox except Paradox got butchered compared to how much they changed in the seller yes yes and I did, will admit uh, that did we um uh, talk about the whole entire uh seller thing before. That was I know we scene. talked about it before. I know we talked about it before we <clears throat> we started the recording, but did we talk about it like during the recording about like the like the previous script the and then JJ Abrams got on and Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about the seller. Okay. But, but it's the same thing that happened here. Yes, and that's what was going to happen with Overlord and The Quiet Place. Mm. The Quiet Place was going to be a Cloverfield movie, and then J.J. Abrams backed out of it. I think so, Over- Overlord was as well. Or no, people yeah. thought it was, but it's not. I heard yeah. Overlord was actually pretty good. Actually entertaining. Not good, but entertaining. I don't know. But it seems like everything that... Abrams backs out on actually turns out to be some sort of success or entertaining uh, film. Like A Quiet Place. Look how much positive reviews that got. That got like a crap ton of positive reviews. And Overlord, it just got treated as a stupid fun action movie. I so, haven't seen Overlords yet. I have seen A Quiet Place. What do you guys think of A Quiet Place really quick? Just a really, like, one, one word. What would you say about a, about The quiet, it was a quiet Place? I haven't seen it, but, I heard, but I've, I've, had, I've had the movie spoiled to me through a video or two, but it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it either, no. but just the other day I was looking up a bunch of scenes from A Quiet Place. Just, it's like all the scenes with the monster in it. And I thought it was actually uh, pretty entertaining, like the whole concept of it. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to paradox. Uh, I think it's an okay movie. You got to treat it like it's a fun filler movie, like Star Wars: The Last Jedi, in my opinion. I disagree, but you have your own opinion. Okay. All right. So. And I have my uh, own opinion. So. Uh, I can't really see how. How do you think if they were to make Overlord a Cloverfield movie? Because Overlord, for those who don't know, is basically a World War II Nazi movie, with Nazi versus America movie, just with a little bit of zombie thrown in there. 
Oh wait! So, oh, actually, I've I know exactly what you're talking about now. I heard that movie was awful. I heard it was you a heard fun it was awful. movie. Yeah, that's it's what a I B heard. movie. That's how you have to treat Paradox too. Like all these movies are B movies. They take like they have no. It makes no sense to have sci-fi plots, but they do. Like Cloverfield Lane and Paradox and. Overlord, they just no, don't have those... have a plot. You can have a sci-fi plot and it makes sense. But like in Cloverfield Lane, it's like very light and then boom at the end, sci-fi. It's... Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like it's 50s very... B-movies, yeah. 50s B-movies, romance, romance, uh, government uh, chats, and then boom, alien, giant monster, oh my. Right. That... I agree with that. Sure. But um, do you guys want to get into uh, something else, which was uh, – do you are you guys done with Paradox, by the way? Yes. All right. So our next topic was where would we like to see this go? Um, I, think we're, I think we're starting to run out of time. I think we might have to wait until another podcast to do that, Aztec. Yeah. But really quick – would you like this to continue or not? Uh, yes. Uh, I'd, be I'd be interested to see where this goes. You know, I, they did, J.J. Abrams did say they were doing a true, quote-unquote true, so who knows what that means. I am, in, I am interested in seeing where that goes. Where it, I'd be it, goes off, it goes off the first movie, not any of the, these other movies that have come out. Maybe, maybe 10 Cloverfield Lane. I gotta admit, mm. I do like I do like the alien p- uh, part of Tin Cloverfield Lane more than I like the entirety of Paradox. I have I have to admit that. But see, if they were to take Lane, it would make less sense. Paradox had Clover, and it kind of explained Clover a little more. So if they would have to touch on Paradox over Lane, because Lane is like its own thing. It just shares a name, and then a couple of little subtle hints. That's it. Okay, so that sequel is happening. You're right. But, uh, for me, personally, if they're doing a true Cloverfield sequel, my number one was, please, please don't make it shaky, Cam. Because if they're if I want to see a Cloverfield movie, a, a true Cloverfield sequel, I want the creature to be in it for sure. The I want Clover to be in it for sure, and I want them to basically clear up everything that came in the first one that is still unexplained. Um, but I want to see Clover, and I don't want to see Shaky Cam. I want to see a nice uh, f- monster film that doesn't uh, rely on. Uh, shaky cam realism to make it a good monster movie, but that's that's just what I want to see. Uh, it can have uh, some returning characters. It it could hint. I want it to hint on that it's still alive, and uh, you know. But that that's just me. But um, you guys, uh, you guys, good. Well, yeah. one thing I want to add on is. Uh... During this interview he had with CinemaCon and then Paramount saying they're making it, Abrams did say the sequel is coming 
quote unquote very soon to theaters. He was probably referring to Overlord, maybe I guess, and then that happened because you this said it came, came out. He came right after Paradox, correct? Right after. Oh uh, yes. That. And then Overlord came after Paradox. But he also said that Bad Robot's upcoming film Overlord is not, in fact, a Cloverfield film. So okay. could that mean, like, maybe even next week we could get a trailer saying Cloverfield, the second happening or whatever. Well, that... if he said it's coming, it sounds canceled right now. I'm, I'm telling you guys now that this thing sounds canceled. Well, see, we didn't know about the first one till two weeks before the movie came out, so... Yeah, a point, but he's announcing it. He already announced it, and he said very soon, it's been a year, you know, we give him a full year. If I don't recall, you said, how long did it take him uh, to... Uh, how long would you say it took him after Paradox to announce that? Like, directly uh, after... Just a, a couple months. Guess. Oh, a couple months. Alright. Paradox came out in February. Two months. Basically, two months after Paradox, he confirmed that the next one's coming to theaters, and it's a true sequel. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I'm looking. It says, Abram described the film as a, quote, true, unquote, and, quote, dedicated, unquote, theatrical release sequel to the first film. Right. And if he says very soon... We gave him a full year already, guys. I mean, well, it, it's been I mean, a little very under- soon. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a full year. It, yeah, it very would... soon could mean two years. I mean, Ten if years. they had it in development, it that means. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if it was already in development and it said it's coming into theaters very soon, not necessarily mean its production is starting very soon. Then that means that they probably filmed it already, and they're probably wrapping up post production. If he says it's coming to theaters, so well, th- well, think about how much of a time time lap we ha- uh, time gap we had between two thousand Godzilla two thousand fourteen and King of the Monsters. We had a five year gap. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not I'm not saying like sequel wise, and like how long it took for a sequel. I'm just saying and, that the gap between when he announced it, I guess. What were you saying, E.T.? I was just going to say, him saying very soon to theaters, it takes a year to develop it. or Pre-production takes a year. Production takes a year. And post-production is mm. wrapped in with that production year. So if he says it's coming very soon, I would say we would probably know something no later than June of this year. If we don't know anything then, I would say either it got canceled, scrapped, or JJ was lying to us yet again. I don't know. I, Imagine... I, I'm sticking with scrapped. I, that's what, just what I, I'm sticking with scrapped. That's just what I'm thinking. But mm-hmm. Justice, you know, what are you saying? You know, by this point, this... Not, since you're saying this, this trailer could literally come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, exactly. If it does, you guys have permission to laugh at me. But <laughs> if it doesn't, then I have permission to laugh at you. How about, <laughs> how about, how about if it comes out uh, this month? How about that? If it comes Let's out see. Anytime, sure. anytime this month, we get to laugh at you. And, sure, sure. and if, if, it do, if it turns out scrapped, 
you get to laugh at us. All right. See, we may not know till 2020 whether or not this film is in production uh, or scrap. Deal's already been made. I didn't a see month. a handshake. I did not <laughs> see a handshake. Well, okay, okay, okay. We well, can have two. Di- we can we can have two different uh, agreements. We can have one for you, et. We can have one for me. I agree. I agree that if nothing is said, uh, by well, no, no, no. If if it is released, I'd say next month. If I were you, because Super uh, Bowl sure. Super Bowl month is actually a very close time to place bets on movie announcements. Sure, anytime between paradox. Anytime so, between now and then, and uh, next month, I get to laugh at you. And if they wind up completely scrapping it, you get to laugh at me, even though I wouldn't care. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, we're going to wrap it up right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, joining us today on the podcast. And thank you, Project uh, Godzilla TV, for being our guest. Not a problem. Um, uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming. No problem. Uh, but um, <laughs> I am <laughs> always, I am always, I'm your host, Aztec Productions. You can find me on YouTube as Aztec Productions or We Cover Godzilla, Rocky, etc. Um, then we have my co host. If, if you were watching this on uh, uh, Kaiju Conversation, uh, make sure to go over to Aztec Productions channel. <laughs> for a more well-edited uh, Kaiju Conversations videos. And I am the co-host, uh, Justice. You can find me at ReflectJustice, YouTube.com forward slash ReflectJustice, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Kaiju Conversation. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember my exact at. But yeah, you can find it on my YouTube page, my Twitter, and yeah, ET. And uh, I'm ET13 Productions, your co-co-host. I'm not (laughs) sure that's a real title, but we'll go with it. Uh, uh, You can find me on YouTube as ET13 Productions. That's uh, youtube.com forward slash ET13 Productions. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Uh, don't you have a Twitter now, actually? I don't use it. Uh, actually, okay. if you want some bonus, ET has Kaiju Conversation bonus. Yes. That's true. I have an a, he I has have an interview, interview with Samson uh, West and a yes. little extra on why Samson West believes uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan is the best Godzilla film, but Go check out uh, all that in ET's channel on Kaiju Conversation Bonus. And, of course, our special guest. Hi. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, Project Godzilla TV. Um, my YouTube is youtube.com slash Project Godzilla. You could also find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Project Godzilla 1. I'm not exactly thrilled that Project Godzilla was taken, but I'll take what I can get. But I digress. Um, and my Twitter, you can find me at Project Godzilla. Alrighty, thank you guys for coming, and uh, thank you guys, gentlemen. This was a great podcast. I'd like to thank you guys, so uh, have a good day.